Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hey guys, welcome back to Awkward Sex in the City. Um, We have done it. We have done another week. We are in the week that, at least in New York, press keeps saying is going to be a rough one. And I don't know about you guys, but there's definitely this, uh, there's this like cloud of melancholy uh, in my apartment and I'm assuming in a lot of other apartments. And when I talked to my therapist, (laughs) she was also... um, in that same type of a headspace, I guess. Um, I don't know if you guys have therapists, but it's weird when like your therapist is also depressed and like trying to work stuff out. Um, Not that I'm necessarily depressed. It's more like we're all just like, what the fuck is life now? But I hope this gets to be a nice little reprieve. I think I'm using that word right from the 24 seven news cycle. I highly recommend not doing the new cycle. I found myself yesterday literally on my phone the whole fucking time. And then if I wasn't on my phone, I was on my computer just refreshing all the, the new sites. And it's not good for us. So I hope this helps. I have a guest today. I have my one of my best friends, Bobby Hankinson. We live, we are a three minute walk away from each other in New York City. And we have not seen each other in about a month, uh, physically seen each other in about a month. So. That sucks. Um, We do talk a lot about coronavirus and how we're coping and stuff like that, but we do talk a little bit about like sex and masturbation. Um, And I also want to thank everyone that has has reached out to me and sent me emails. If I haven't responded back yet, I am soon. Um, It's been really cool. It's been cool to see how many people like uh, me. so there will be more solo episodes as well uh, because it's cool. It's cool to see that you guys care. Um, yeah, let's just go right into the episode, guys. I'm trying to think how to get this away from the grim coronavirus situation. Um, no pressure, babe. <laughs> not, none whatsoever. Tall order. What's... What's been crazy is I've been getting a lot of, like, interaction with people listening to the podcast with my solo episodes, which has been, like, mind-blowing to me. Um, And, like, one lady left, I'm assuming it's a lady, left a, like, literal um, review and was like, hey, I'm okay in Minnesota. Because, like, I ask, like, are you guys okay? Yeah. (laughs) And I can't respond to her because, like, you can't respond to, um, um, to reviews. But don't know where I was going with that. Are you having more sex? Are you having more sex now that everyone's... You know what? I think a little bit. Um, I definitely am horny all the time. I am horny all the time. I feel like my prostate is like the bottom of a one of those play school rocking horses. Like just like round and big and broad. And I'm just rocking back and forth on my couch all day. Sitting on a secret. And like I am so horny. I have burned through entire collections of pornography. Like, my entire doomsday stockpile of porn is gone. <laughs> like, I have watched it 
all. I have worked through all of my like Pornhub HD free trial. I've worked through all of my OnlyFans, all of my Just for Fans, all of the X-rated Twitter, all of the close friends lists on Instagram. Like it is just drying up. Like the like nature documentaries where they're like the watering the one watering hole shrunk down to nothing, and all the animals are forced to fight. <laughs> that's what i feel like we're, i'm getting when it comes to pornography i am definitely horny all the time now we're definitely having like more sex because there's just more time but speaking of porn i've definitely noticed i have way more time to look for new porn normally i would just go to the same like go-tos because i was like all right i gotta be quick i gotta be efficient but now it's like let me let me peruse let me see what's uh what's out there um do you pay for your porn um, I pay. I pay for a lot of OnlyFans, which is like the amateur sort of like anybody can set it up, pay X amount a month. Um, and I have like one or two maybe of those that like I pay for that like I am that like I get my money's worth every month. Mm-hmm. And then there's like a rotating. There, then there's like probably like three others that is like one I'm trying for the month that I probably won't stick with. Like a hot person I saw on Instagram, clicked it, so tried it out for the month, and I'm not gonna keep going so i pay a little bit i would say probably 30 bucks a month well i love that though because i still don't pay for porn and i know that i should be i I don't really even do it out of ethics though i mean that is like a whole like pay your performance i'm part of the nyc storytelling facebook group i get it uh i've heard i've heard i understand uh but it's just there is something about only fans and that kind of thing is like I see these people as like real people, Mm -hmm. you know, like I see them like on Instagram, like hanging out with their nephew or whatever. Mm -hmm. And there's something that kind of like almost makes it hotter to be like, and then, oh, you also get to see the sort of like Dr. Jekyll and the Mr. Hyde. You get to see sort of like the streets and the sheets (laughs) version of someone. And like, I don't know, it makes it like a little hotter. So I, yeah. I think I, I've enjoyed that new aspect of like contemporary pornography. <laughs> contemporary por- pornography. Um, Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Um, I've really wanted to buy new sex toys because like the vibe that I used slash me and Aaron used, I lost the uh, I lost the charger for it. So I can't charge it. And so I've really wanted to buy like new a new vibrator. But like, is that even ethical right now? Like it can't like risk someone's life like a a postal delivery person's a UPS life. But then I don't know. I yeah, like I don't know. I haven't, but I'm just like really um I'm torn. I'm very torn. I've recently like I wasn't ordering anything for a little bit because I was like so scared of like anything coming into the house and whatever. But I've just recently started like reordering like normal stuff. Uh mm-hmm. like shopping like I would have shopped normally. And mm-hmm. I ended up ordering a bunch of like I ordered a rug for our apartment uh, and I did, uh, there was like a, there's like a gay underwear brand, let's say, uh, <laughs> called Nasty Pig. And I love it. Uh, Nathan and I had been like, we always wanted, they had these like kind of like sexy union suits. And so Nathan and I like always really wanted the union suits. They're really expensive. They're like 200 bucks or something, or 250, something crazy. What um, is a union suit? It's like old, you know, like old timey pajamas that uh, like thermals, like a full body, like jumpsuit of thermals that have like the little butt flaps. Oh, yeah. Like like a onesie. Kind of like a onesie. Yeah. But they're you, they're kind of like thermal underwear you would wear if you were like working in the woods. You know what I mean? <laughs> if you were like a <laughs> rugged kind of outdoor dad type. <laughs> they had a big sale. So we got some of those. And then I just got like kind of like artisanal poppers. 
<laughs> on the internet what? delivered. What the fuck is an artisanal popper? Well, because usually you're, what? I mean, like, all poppers are poison. They're all chemicals. They're all, mm-hmm. it's all bad. Uh, and usually mm-hmm. you're buying it and it's, like, labeled, like, VCR cleaner or, like, room deodorizer or whatever. Uh, but then there's, like, a few, you know, entrepreneurs out there that start, like, brewing their own homebrew. Uh, and they can like add different scents and it's kind of like perfumey in a way with that, but it's like taking it, it's like their own like in-house blend. That doesn't sound safe. That sounds like meth. Like they're brewing it in their own house. I mean, I I wouldn't just like buy one at a farmer's market probably, but <laughs> this is like a brand that I've like been familiar with. I Let's say I've sampled their wares. Okay. If you could, um, for the class, could you do a TED Talk real quick on poppers? For, oh for the God. class, poppers for the listeners. Like, uh, poppers, and this is not something I'm advocating for, and I'm not necessarily saying outside of the realm of satire and parody that I have ever personally done myself. But uh, for the sake of information, uh, from what I've heard, Poppers are like diet ecstasy. <laughs> They're like, uh, they come, it's like a liquid, it's an inhalant. It's like a little chemical liquid that's like uh, sold as VCR cleaner, room deodorizer, leather cleaner, a few things. Uh, and basically you take this little vial, you unscrew the top, you huff it. And for probably two to five-ish minutes, you have like a really big head rush and you feel really warm and you feel really horny and it, also, like, allegedly relaxes your muscles. But when you tell straight people that, they, like, panic that it means, like, they're, all their poops are going to fall out. Because when you, like, talk about butts with straight people, they're like, oh, my God, that's where my poop is. And so, like, I, that's not what we mean when, you're, when we say your butt's going to relax. All of your poop is not going to fall out. Uh, but it is basically sort of, like, expands your capillaries or fucking whatever. And so you kind of just get, like, a head rush, like, kind of, like, doing a little bit of a whippet. And doing like a little bit of ecstasy, do you feel a little like ooh, warm and fuzzy? So yeah, it's like a little recreational. <laughs> uh, there are downsides. I mean, like it's honestly, it's real safe. I mean, it's honestly real safe. You might go blind. You might go blind. That's um, one of the risks. Uh, but you know, other than that, though, completely safe. Totally safe. Otherwise, uh, unless you have a Viagra, then you will die instantly on the spot. Wait, really? <laughs> so yes. So also poppers. That is the one thing you everyone should know. Don't. Definitely uh, don't ever, 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 ever mix with like Viagra or Cialis or anything. Why? What happened? Like, what? Why does it interact so badly? It's a it's a blood pressure thing. It's like an up and down thing. And so if you're taking, I guess, like those sorts of drugs have like a an like an upper effect, which would make sense. It's an upper, and then uh, the other one has like such like a has like you have like a drop in blood pressure pressure really, which is why you get like the head rush. Uh huh. Uh, and so I think those two things are like not good together. So like, what if? I mean, in fact, I know they're like, do not. What if you're taking like blood pressure medicine? You also probably shouldn't do poppers. Okay, okay. It's definitely like a blood pressure thing. Again, I'm not a doctor. <laughs> well, I'm. I am also not. I am not a doctor, and I am not. And I am not necessarily speaking on personal experience. I have never done them. Let the record show. I've never done them. I have been told I should do them repeatedly, but this explanation makes me want to do them even less. <laughs> <laughs> you could, There are some downsides. You could go blind. Um, I know. I've seen you do a lot worse things. Like though. what? Like what? 
Nothing I'm going to put on air. It's fine. I don't babysit anymore. I feel like I can be more open now that I'm not like a babysitter anymore. I could be like, yeah, I smoke weed. Well, we'll leave some things to the listeners' imaginations. But I've seen the inside of the DC hotel with you. Let's just leave it at that. Well, that was all. Oh, Oh, okay. Okay. I was like, that's just. No, it's not. See, I know better. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I got you. Well, because I was like. You say it's like diet ecstasy, but I did Molly once, and I don't think I've talked about it on the podcast, but I did it at a Robin concert for the first time, which after the initial, oh my God, what is happening to my body, like wore down, it was fun. But once it hit, I had to run into a bathroom, and I hid in the bathroom for like 30 minutes, and I had to talk, I had to talk yeah, myself it's not, down. It's not nearly that intense. Not nearly that okay. intense at all. Like you don't get it all. Like you could like take a phone call with your boss or whatever. You would just feel really good. Like you just it just it, it lasts like it's minutes. It's minutes. It's like not. It's not a commitment. It's like not something that's gonna ruin your night. Okay. It is. It's minutes. Um. Oh, that's good to know. It sounds so like that's yeah. And it, and there's no like freak out. You don't like see anything. It's like nothing like that. I, I think like like the like the it it'd be like less impact than THC. Okay. Okay. I'm literally just thinking right now, like, hmm, will I try poppers? Um speaking of butts. Yeah, I mean like what? Yes, um hit me. In the last Please. episode uh that I did, I talked about how like I don't I don't actively clean my butt in the shower. Oh Natalie, <laughs> I know come Aaron's on. like you have to clean your butt. I mean like I I clean the butt cheeks. And like I'll like push like I'll like lean so that the water hits my my crack, but like I don't actively get in there. Well, I mean, I, I I'm not gonna take like a full like pipe cleaner and like really uh, chimney sweep every time. But I mean, also though, I have a bidet and I take like two to three showers every single day. Yeah, I know, day. like you clean, <laughs> so, for sure. I I keep it spotless but uh yeah you should but but you also have a a particularly active uh back end yeah but see like i will wipe until like my butt is raw you know like that's you gotta get a tushy what are you doing probably love probably get a tushy man that's my it's especially these days with toilet paper being as scarce as it is the tushy is just a lovely it's a lovely addition to our home i also don't think i've um mastered a bidet well because there, there, there was the one at the pleasure chest and that one i tried without sitting on it and just like hit oh, i hit no, like yeah, the I... like the tile wall and i was like that's scary yeah and then when we when we and aaron and our friend gone went to um south america last summer oh there was a bidet there was in this airbnb there was a bidet and one roll of toilet paper for five days between three people um, it would end up in a fight for me oh. and Aaron um, later. But I tried the bidet. Like, I tried it, and I was like, I just feel wet. Like, I don't feel clean. I'm not doing it right. Like, I know I'm not doing it right. Like, it all, like people love bidets. People love tissues. Well, that's the thing. With, with, with a bidet, that five days of toilet paper would last. Like, that's, like, because you really don't use that much toilet paper. But here's some real news you can use, listeners. If you find a bidet, the trick is to, if it's a dial, you got to turn it, I mean, like, so carefully, like a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of an inch at a time. Because if you're, like, looking in it or you're not ready for it, it goes from, like, zero to 100 real quick. So you always got to crank the dial really slowly. That And that's what I did wrong at the pleasure chest, is I, yeah. 
and it and also if you're if you're sitting on it and you're not prepared and you turn on full blast is it warm water or cold water um you can get ones that are that have warm but ours is just cold but it's never been like it it hits so quickly you know (laughs) it's like such a splash it's like that it's not so bad it's like a very focused uh quick where is your dial set at oh my god it's like 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 not even if it was a clock and it was like the hour hand but it'd be like a 1201 (laughs) (laughs) you know like maybe 1202 do you watch you're the worst have you ever watched that show no i'm i haven't i've seen like bits and pieces there is an episode uh i think it's like in the like the final season um where one of the main characters gets her own office and it has a bidet in it and she literally pulls like she puts the dial like on full blast and sits on it and to to masturbate like she just lets it full-on hit her clit it's really funny i've always wanted to do that but i also never had that much uh like i remember growing up people were like yeah i masturbate in like the in the bath like they would use like the um the water from the bath and i tried that i was like this just kind of like burning my my clit but i was also like 13 i didn't know what i was doing but i haven't tried again like i don't know if like water would make me come just like hitting it on my clit yeah i i mean i know some some women are, are super into that i have some friends that have had some very fulfilling relationships with faucets <laughs> but I can't 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 help you there. No, that's fair. That's fair. Hmm. What else do we want to talk about? No, it's just so weird. Like, so me and Bobby live, we are a three-minute walk away from each other in New York City and have not seen you in about a month. Yeah. It's been, crazy. It's so I mean, I really haven't really seen anybody. It's so weird. I was going through my phone the other day and I was like, is this my last picture outside? And oh it was my like God. very weird it's like is this my last time i did a thing like i, I think wanna, it might be the last time i did a thing i want to see now like what's my last picture outside i'm just getting on my phone real quick because you're okay. like me i mean a lot of people are going to the park and doing stuff like that and i'm not no i'm not even like by myself doing anything i'm really staying home unless i'm just like absolutely have to go to a store to get something and come right back um my last my last picture outside is from Boston when we did the Boston show at the Rockwell. Those are my last pictures wow. outside, and that was in February. I have a picture of a dog's butt. Um, that is it. Yeah, yeah. You and me are very similar. Where we're like, we're not going outside. I have to. Yeah. I have to walk to the bank tomorrow because I can't fucking use um the mobile deposit, and I'm furious. I'm like, I don't want to walk outside. But yesterday made me so mad because I just watched, like, I watched everyone in my fucking building go out to go to the park. Like, this one couple had a Frisbee, and I was like, that is not social distancing. That is not social distancing. Like, yesterday, 600 people died in New York City. That is not social distancing. Like, I get, like, people need to exercise, but, like, I'm not going to go out with Aaron. Like, that's not social distancing. Like, he can go for his run. I'll walk later. But, yeah, I... I did the full 14 days because I've talked about it on the podcast. I have been outside since the last episode uh, to people that are listening. I went out Friday was day 15. And so I went to go grocery shop shopping, which was truly like, I can't do this. You can't social distance in the grocery store. Um, I almost like broke down in tears because I was just watching every worker with their one surgical mask. And I was like, I know these people aren't getting any extra pay. I know they're not getting any extra like, um, 
protection. Like, it's so infuriating. But um, and that was it. I did that. But, like, being outside, outside, like, the walk was nice. But it, once going into, like, a building with other people, I was like, I do not. I do not like this. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard. I'm definitely anxious when I go out, when I do have to go out even for like the short things I need to go out for. Um, so I'm really looking forward to this being over one day, maybe in 2021. Well, so what are you going to do when they re- like they lift the restrictions? I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'm of two minds. I mean, obviously part of me is going to want to like go out and then part of me is going to want to like never leave my house again. So I'm not sure like what the how the dice are going to land like on that when the day when it comes. But I'm hoping to stay positive and I think I I think I mean considering how much I just like uh physically like viscerally miss like friends and family and strangers and everything like I just don't think I think that would be a motivation enough to overcome any anxiety to leave. Yeah, I was definitely when I hit day 14, like the day before I could like leave the house, I was like, am I going to be agoraphobic and like not be able to leave when I can? Um, So I was also very afraid of that, too, of like my anxiety and my OCD getting in the way. I do think, though, when they lift um, the shelter at home or whatever this is called, the quarantine, I think I'm going to make me and Aaron wait a day or two before we actually can leave to see like if hotspots pop up. I think a lot of people are going to do that. I mean, I, I just don't, I don't think there's going to, I don't know. I, I, I think I, I think it could really go either way. People are going to like rush the streets or people are going to um, like not feel safe yet for a little while until it's like proven like that there's not going to be a backlash. And anyway, there's going to be a backlash regardless. It's, there's no way it's going to be like go outside and go back to normal. It's going to be like go outside in groups of five, go outside in groups of 10, go outside in groups of 20. Oops, never mind. Go back inside. Oop, now go back to 10. Nope, now go back inside. And there's going to be like a lot of like, you know, hokey pokey shit for a while. Yeah, I think that's what's happening in South Korea right now is they're doing more social distancing again because some hotspots popped up, even though they have a very good control of what's going on uh, compared to America. But that's, you know, it's one part of it. You know what I mean? Like, that's just like getting us even outside in small groups. Forget about like graduations and sporting events and wrestlemanias you know what i mean like forget about like big uh groups like that like that's like who knows when that stuff will be back and that's just gone it was such a huge part of our lives and it's gone (laughs) no and that's i think schools are a good example of that because it's like how are they what's you can't hold a generation back but if it's not safe to do school and we don't have the system in place to like provide the education we need to provide to like every child then and like with the access they need to technology or whatever they need the access to, then we're just going to forget this generation and be like, oops, sorry, guys, we'll, we'll do better with the next one. <laughs> like, they'll be like, a, you know, because like older kids even can like do, you know, maybe if, if they have access to technology, like they may be able to keep up with some instructional like time Mm -hmm. and like learning but little kids what are they gonna do it's just it's crazy and it's like you know it's every single aspect you can think about there's not a single thing on earth a a realm of production a a different field that's like not affected yeah and they're just like even us idiot comedians we're recording a podcast now on skype i know (laughs) it's so weird and it's like you're right like how like your husband is a kindergartner kindergarten teacher and like how I can't even imagine. My husband's not a kindergartner. So it'd be very weird. <laughs> uh, Bobby's husband is five years old. He's turning six in May. Um, 
five and a half five no and half. i'm kidding i'm kidding oh god no it's just you're right i i mean my my brain just turns into like um like pudding after a while after talking about it too much because it's just like there are too many things and i think that's another thing that the south hasn't realized yet like i talked to my family on a zoom call yesterday and they were just kind of complaining that like everyone's hoarding all the food and I was just like, yeah, because you guys are kind of on like a timeline. You you guys are three weeks behind us. And three weeks ago in New York City, that is what New York City was doing was everyone was hoarding everything. But it's like slowed down. So it's like weird to watch them be like, oh, but now what about X, Y, and Z? And it's like, yeah, that's what we've been talking about. Like that's what we've been telling you guys to like be ready for. Um, like we, obviously we had like a shit ton of layoffs, but like now we're going to watch the layoffs come down in the South and then we're going to watch it in the Midwest and we're going to watch it in like um, – on the uh, Pacific time area, the um, West Coast. I couldn't get that out. Um, and I don't think that's what people are like are ready for. It's like it's not just the virus that's scary as fuck because you don't know what it's going to do to your body. Um, and you feel radioactive every time you leave your house and come back in. It's like it's the economic part that you're watching on the news. But until you start – until it starts getting personal, like it's hard to explain to people, I feel like. I mean – yeah. I mean, I have the same thing with my parents, you know, like, you know, a lot of our friends are uh, performers and artists and they have side hustles and gigs like dog walking and restaurants and bars and nannying and all kinds of stuff. And those jobs disappeared immediately, immediately. Nobody needed a nanny or dog walker because they weren't going to work anymore. Nobody needed any performers for any kind of reason because there was no bars. So they don't need bartenders. They don't need any waitresses. And so suddenly, like a lot of our people and our lives were affected uh, very quickly by like the economic stuff. So I think we saw that on a larger scale than a lot of people did really quickly, mm -hmm. which was also really jarring. Yeah. And sometimes I wonder if that's why it's almost been, because not that it's been easy to like acclimate to this new reality, but it's like, I definitely feel like I have acclimated to this new reality relatively quickly. And it was because it was just like, it was like a day. It was like one day. It's like everyone lost their jobs. All of a sudden we're stuck inside. All of a sudden, I'm an essential employee with no protection. All of a sudden, like, all of these things happen at once. And it was just, like, we have to deal with this right now. But speaking of nannies, I've heard, actually, that a lot of parents have been, like, no, you're essential to me. You still have to come in. Wow. Yeah. Um, which that really pisses me off and just makes me so glad that I'm not a nanny anymore because that would be, like, a straw that broke the camel's back of just, like, you don't. But I do wonder if for some people, though, I mean, like, not to make too many assumptions, but let's say uh if i think of like our friends who are nannies uh living in apartments with roommates and things like that that maybe they're better off being like whisked away to some like bougie family that has a nanny kind of house yeah. and that's another thing too <laughs> so maybe some of them kind of like eh, for some of them it might be it might be a little bit of a boon but i'm not talking like live in nanny they'd be like commuting back and forth oh yeah that's, that's what's fucking insane take care of your own kids um I've also wondered, like, is it easier to quarantine alone? Is it easier to quarantine with roommates? Or is it worse? Like, what if your roommate gets coronavirus? Like, how do you handle that when you have shared spaces? Um, yeah, it's a lot of questions. Well, I think it definitely makes people realize how dependent they are on one another. Because, like, also, like, you know, Nathan and I talk about all the time. Like, I mean, like, the risk is there. Like, if he got it or I got it, we're going to get it. I mean, like, what are we going to do? Yeah. <laughs> like, you sort of be, like, stuck with each other. Yeah, because you're supposed to, like, self-isolate, like, in one room. But Aaron's been the same way. He's been like, no, like, if you get it, I get it. Which is a big reason why I was like, I can't work at Trader Joe's anymore. 
because I'm just risking both of our lives yeah. at that point. Like, I just can't. Um, I've seen a lot of people on Facebook be like, if I have quarantined for 14 days and this person I want to have sex with quarantined for 14 days, can we go to each other's apartment and have sex? And I don't think they should. I think it's like, no. you gotta you, you get no. on get on Skype, man. That's I used to do that all. We actually talked about this on the last time you were on the podcast. Um, my uh, my obsession with chat roulette. Uh, and I loved it. But you would just you'd find someone that wanted to masturbate together, and then you would give each other your like info, and you'd Skype and like mutually masturbate. And you guys, it's fucking fun. Like it's different. And now there's FaceTime, there's Zoom, there's House Party. I do, I have heard tale <laughs> that there are some of like the Brooklyn sex parties are doing like Zoom party, like Zoom sex oh, parties and stuff fine. like that. Where like, it's like a bunch of people all on cam at once kind of thing. I haven't, I, I truly have not logged in or seen it, but I've heard that it's happening. Interesting. I mean, I know because after this, I'm like, well, when am I going to go to a sex party? Because I'm going to be so nervous for the first like few months after we're given the, the okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I feel so sad for all my friends that have sex with a lot of strangers because that's got to go on the back burner for a long time. And I understand that that's like super. That's a lot to give up when that's like your main form of pleasure. But we're all going to be giving up so much stuff when it when things go back. Quote unquote. It's still going to be giving up. We're all going to be giving up. Like, I think we're all going to think twice before shaking someone's hand we just meet and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. I'm not touching anyone for a long time. For sure. I've seen a lot of, like, memes that are like, oh, man, Generation Z got, like, the worst, like, you know, luck ever. And I was like, fuck you. No, millennials got the worst luck ever. Like, we've had to go through so much shit already. I think everyone has a terrible <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the day, everybody has a terrible, and even if it's not true, we have to believe that because we got into this mess because boomers have been stomping around saying they're the best since the dawn of time or whatever. So that's all the stopping, like, we, we everyone's got their pluses and minuses. Let's all just work together to save the fucking planet before it implodes. Yeah, I, I tried to explain this to Aaron, but I read, like, an Atlantic article about, like, explaining why, like, coronavirus is quote-unquote man-made. Not like someone made it, like, in a Petri dish, but just by... Right, right, um, right, 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 right overpopulation and how we've fucked every forest and stuff like that it just makes things like this spread so much easier um and why that in a way is like man-made um that's also been horrifying to hear uh like people that i work with they're like yeah this was made in a petri dish and i was like no absolutely not um learned a lot about people that i just didn't see coming or didn't want to know um it was like that the last day that you and me saw each other was when we went to art cafe and we were like walking to the bank and just hearing like literally everyone go that was going by was just like talking about coronavirus and their own like uh, their view or their take on it. And it was just like, this is too much. Like, I need to be like in my own space. I can't anymore. Yeah, I'm just, that's why like, I've, I've definitely been like stepping back from news and social. Like, I just want like funny and easy and. I don't need anybody's takes. And in fact, I honestly kind of feel like very few people even have takes. Maybe I've just edited down my my feed enough to this point. No, I feel like everyone's... Um, but speaking of my feed, though, but honestly, speaking of feed, though, I, early this year, for my news, what part of, like, my news resolution was to remove all my thirst trap Instagram accounts, like, all the people I follow that were, that made, that I would look at and feel, like, horny, but also look at and feel bad about uh -huh. myself. So I removed them all. But over the last few weeks, I have steadily re-added 
No. So many. <laughs> it's just been, yeah, but it's on, again, because I'm just horny all the time. So like anytime someone, and like, and everyone's horny. So like everyone's home on their Insta story being like, mm, close friends or whatever. And so there's just like a lot of flesh out there and it's just like hard to resist. There are a lot of like. So now my feed is all butts. That is true. Even for like hetero accounts, there have been more like um, more more cleavage, more butts. Because like no one's wear who's wearing pants anymore. Who's who's the person wearing jeans? Like when I went to the grocery store, I put on jeans because I was like, I know I will not wear these again uh, in this house. Like I know they'll be safe. Um, I don't wear like half the time. I'm not even wearing pants. Like I'm just in my underwear. Like who? Who is that person that's like, I must get fully dressed? It does feel crazy to get dressed. I only, I, I've been getting dressed a couple, a little bit because I've been filming for um, Velvet Variety Mondays at 7 p.m. on YouTube and Facebook and available anytime <laughs> online on those same websites. Uh, but I've been getting dressed to film bits for that. And I put on like what I would wear to host a show normally. Mm-hmm. And it feels insane. It just feel I'm like, ugh. like i'm like in my house in a blazer and it's so fucking weird oh god i know i want to buy clothes new clothes so badly but because like all these fucking stores are like here's 70 percent off here's 80 percent off because they're just like please buy anything and it's like one i don't have money two where am i wearing these two but three it's cute and i want it um i know that that's been hard too it's just like i can't i can't spend my money like that um i've also like I've been impressed by like people wearing makeup because I'm just afraid to touch my face. Like I wash my hands before I touch my face. Yeah. I wash them after I touch my face. The idea of putting on makeup to me is just like there's just so many open places where the the virus can shoot in. So many so holes. many holes. Yeah. I uh, I've been trying to like keep up with like at least like showering and changing my underwear every day, and I feel like that's a lot. <laughs> Yes, we um, Aaron went right before we started recording. Aaron went to the uh, the laundry mat to pick it up, but it's closed today, which it normally isn't. It's probably so they could have like a fucking break. Um, because when he said it was closed, I was like, oh my god, did I just lose all my underwear? That's a not a thong. Uh, I don't want to be wearing thongs everywhere because I have I'm so freaked out by coronavirus being in poop, and I'm just like, no, I can't. Um, but it's 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 open tomorrow. We're gonna get it tomorrow. But that's my big fear is like. Then all of a sudden the laundromats are like, nope, we're out. We're out of this. Because, like, we don't have wash dryer in our apartment or our building. Like, we would probably be like. Got a hand wash thing. Honestly, we'd probably either, like, go to Tim's to use theirs. Or we'd be like, hey, can you just, like, let us in and we'll go downstairs and, like, not. And not, like, talk to you at all. We'll just, like, wait in the laundry laundry room. So weird. Yeah. Huh. I was hoping I wouldn't bring up coronavirus in this episode, but I did a lot. <laughs> in fact, I would say almost, That's all, almost we all we talked about. about. I got an email from someone because um, in the last episode I talked about getting, you know, I've gotten MRSA twice, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, so the person emailing me was like, I've gotten MRSA twice. And I was like, thank God. Everyone gets like so grossed out when I say I've gotten MRSA twice. <laughs> it's like, I know I'm gross, but like it just happens. Um. I don't know where I was going with that. I just thought it was funny that they had also gotten it twice. Um, thank you for listening. They're a new listener. Um, I will email you back soon. 
because uh, they told me their whole MRSA story. And they didn't say if I could put it on the air, so I'm not going to. Um, but it was like, it was a journey. It's like actually worse than mine was. Um, and mine's, I feel like mine's a trip. It's just like, oh, God. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to think of what else. Sex wise, what's happened? Oh, okay. A thing that I do, I think I already texted you this, but a thing that I like to do now is um, I like to masturbate while, like, obviously Aaron's in the apartment and not tell him because it's like a new kink for me, or it's just like, will he catch me? Like, I keep the door open. He could walk in at any time. He's probably, he can hear me right now as I say this because he's in the living room and I'm like yelling into the mic right now. Um, but it's been fun. One time I almost got caught and then, like, I immediately came. I was like, this is amazing. I also had a sex dream last night, but the sex dream in- involved literal ghosts. And so that was like, I was like, in the dream, I was like, I need to wake up. Like, this is a lot. Why are there ghosts? Why am I a fucking ghost? Um, I think it was like a threesome. I think it was like me and a, a an older, like an old ghost and then like a new ghost. It was like a ghost from like World War II or something. It was really sad, actually. It was like, Wow, your sex dreams are period pieces. <laughs> it was like it was one of those dreams that was like really intense. Um, and I don't I don't even remember like why we had sex, but it was like a lot. But I just remember being like, I feel bad for these people. They just like lost their lives like in a war or something. Um, maybe that's why I had sex with them. But I think I was also I wasn't me. Like I wasn't me. Me. I was like me in like the nineteen forties, which was a good look for me. I really liked it. Yeah, I could see that. I really, really want to get myself bangs because it's like one type. Oh, no. Have you seen me with bangs? Nope. I know, but I don't I don't think I don't think legally I'm allowed to respond to someone say (laughs) I want to give myself bangs with anything other than like, please don't don't do it. Don't do it. It's trap. Don't do it. Stop. No, Mm -mm. there's not like a single exception for the rule. I just feel like once I hear those words, if you see something, say something, I am. I am a uh, legally mandated reporter. What about Megan? Megan looked good with bangs. Yeah, she didn't cut that damn shit herself. Huh? She didn't cut oh, it herself. True. I would be cutting it myself. I'm not saying maybe don't try bangs. I might be able, I would entertain the argument, but I, I will not stand for, you should not give yourself bangs. No, that's not it's a good I... idea. You gave yourself mercy twice. <laughs> don't give yourself bangs. It's just like, I... I want to cut my hair, but I don't feel like I should cut like my actual length. Like I feel like that's playing with fire. No, this is this this is the equivalent of like going to the refrigerator because you're bored. Yeah. Don't do it. You're cutting your hair because for a thing to do is a bad. Don't do it. See, I've been thinking about doing the quarantine buzz too because guys have it a little easier. So Nathan, like, should we buzz our heads? Should we buzz our heads? And here's my here's my thought process. I think. Everyone who shaves their heads themselves right now in quarantine looks bad. <laughs> it looks lumpy. It's not even. They're missing spots. Sorry. Then when the quarantine ends, my hair, meanwhile, has, is growing out crazy. And I'm basically like a try-on gown, a bridal boutique, where I just have it all cinched <laughs> in the back with a bunch of clips. And so from the front, everything is shaved just about right. But in the back, it's like all held together with like twine. So when as soon as this is over, I have my long ass hair run to the barber fresh to death. They got to wait for their lumpy ass shaved head to grow in. So I've got like a good week and a half. I want to say a good 10 day window where I might be able to get out in front of the competition. (laughs) Well, will you call them immediately when the sanctions have been uh, lifted or are you going to wait those two days? 
How long? How- um, I think I'm gonna get my hair cut right away. I might even try to get my barber to come cut my hair, uh, like personally. Okay. Like, so he does like house calls. Okay. Okay. Um, how long is? I mean, when this happened, not not during quarantine, of course. I'm saying like in the new in in the next world. yeah yeah the 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 new world. The, I, it'll be Westworld. The new world will be Westworld. Yeah. Um, we're all take ourselves too seriously, and the robots just kill us all. Um. How long is your hair right now? It's really long. I mean, it's not actually. I mean, it's going to get longer, but it's it's long. I can't take it off my head <laughs> on the, over the hat. But it's my hair is definitely like long, and I have I have like very thick curly hair. So like when it's long, like it just is like it looks. Oh my insane. god! I know. I've never seen you with long hair. Like I'm intrigued to see this. I want like actual proof. Yeah, you, you yeah you probably mm-hmm. haven't because like I keep. I mean, I get my hair cut every other week. I get my hair cut twice a month. Mm-hmm. Um at like my barbershop in Sunset Park that I love. So I keep it really short all the time because it's it's un it's un it's untamable long. I can't but if you're only looking if everyone in society is only looking at me from this angle, like dead on in my face on a front facing camera, no one is seeing the back of my head except for Nathan. No one else is seeing the back of my yeah, head. Yeah, that's the silver lining of quarantine. It's like literally no one is. I don't have to worry about my hair being perfectly straightened yeah. in the back. Like no one's gonna see it. I cut my hair once a year. We need like a peewee. We need like a peewee Herman style like bib that looks like we're wearing clothes that we just like put on for web calls. You know what I mean? Someone has figured that out. Someone has has to have figured that out by now. Thank you again for listening. I hope this helped. Um, I do think chat roulette is going to have... It's going to have its comeuppance, guys. Uh, It's going to become a very important um, sexual release for a lot of people. And I'm actually going to go more into that in the next episode uh, because I think I'm going to do a solo episode and talk about my journey with chat roulette um, and heartbreak. (laughs) It actually got me through a really bad breakup. And I think it's what pushed me over the edge um, into into being able to to not be heartbroken anymore. I don't know what I'm trying to say. the trees are blooming. That's really cool. I saw a really great me- great meme the other day. This is a very long outro. I saw a really great meme uh, literally yesterday, not the other day. And it was just like, um, the person was like, look, as someone who's done a lot of acid and has felt as if this will never end, I promise you, it always does. So we're one day closer to what our new normal will be um, and being able to go outside freely but just remember right now we're doing this not just for ourselves but we're doing this for people that are immune immune compromised who don't have the luxury of sheltering in place and are now deemed essential workers we're doing this for the grocery workers we're doing this for the UPS drivers the FedEx drivers the postal workers we're doing this for sanitation We're doing this for everyone that doesn't get the privilege to be home. The less that we go out, we help everyone's chances. And so that kind of helps me when I'm sad that I can't go out. Like we're doing this, it's not just for us, we're doing this for other people. Um, And I'll keep doing this podcast for you guys to help you guys throughout all of this. Um, I kind of think about doing two a week. I don't know. Cause it's like, what the fuck am I doing anyways? Um, and this doing this does get to, does bring me a lot of joy and it helps me. So maybe it's selfish for me to do two a week. Um, I'll see what my producer says, but, um, 
I'll see you guys soon. And again, if you need to talk, if you need any help, if you want to say, hey, thanks for doing what you're doing, um, email me at awkwardsexinthecity at gmail.com. And I will see you guys very soon. Stay safe. Wash your fucking hands. I love you.